Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome back to the Stompcast. Uh, Giovanna Fletcher and I are just wandering through Hartshire. It's a beautiful part of the world. It's been actually a blustery day, but I'd say like a really nice autumnal day. Yeah. It is autumn now. Are we calling it that? Are we? Are, we are you really clinging on to summer? Well, I feel like summer was a week, a week long. Yeah. And that was it. But that was it. I, I like autumn, so I'll take it. My brother's birthday, September the 18th, which oh. obviously just means a happy birthday to uh, Elliot. I love you yes. very much. Um, when we get to his birthday, I always use that as the signpost that we're heading into autumn. Oh, really? Which he doesn't like, because he's like, I'm a, I've got a summer birthday. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Have you, though? I'm kind of just jealous, probably, because my birthday's in February, and it, it always oh, rains. Yeah, mine's January. It's yeah. just like January, February birthdays are just kind of like, we might as well reschedule. Although, reschedule I would say it. that we have the bonus of you never know if it's going to snow or not. That's I've had really snow true. on my birthday. Have I you? have once, I've, I think once, yeah. potentially once, must say mostly rain <laughs> but, but as i've got older i'm a big rugby fan so the six nations starts around that time so right. i'm kind of like okay there is some kind of positives okay to it. oh we've got a silent car behind us oh wow the silent electrics that it's is something not even yeah. electric look at that is it electric no it? i don't think so i think it might be you know i think it might be one of the earliest prius early oh is it yeah. So that's one thing you do genuinely that I've learned from our walks, have to be careful of, is that when you're walking on the country lanes and stuff, you don't hear them coming. So you do have to little be a little bit on the old uh, careful side, but hey. Also, do you listen to anything when you walk? Do I listen to stuff when I walk? Um, do you know what? In the past, I used to listen to music and stuff and, and mm. podcasts, but increasingly now, I think because of doing this podcast, I like listening just to the nature and yeah. the sounds. I find... Like the sounds of like the trees and leaves, just really like kind of ASMR, relaxing. Sometimes with music, it actually stimulates you too much. Like if I'm in my head already and I listen to like, like a really like powerful song, it sometimes yeah. amplifies what actually what I want to do is down tune it. Gosh, I mean, I went through a phase. So every time I leave an acting job, it's, it's like a bereavement almost. Uh, bizarrely. Because you're so immersed. Yeah, and, and actually in April this year I left, um, so I knew I was going to do the first half of the tour and someone else was going to take over and do the second. And after I did the tour, which is why I started running and boxing every other day, um, the first week of going out I'd listen to music and run, but I'd have to stop because it was so uh, emotive that I'd be having to have a good old cry. Yeah. Um, but I do think, yeah. Music is amazing and you just have to, it's almost like with anything, knowing when to use certain kinds of music. Yeah, it all kind of started because I was reading this article where this research has been done into like what kind of music you listen to, like dictating your mood and stuff for the day. Yeah. So if you listen to like really sad music and then you go out your day, it sets that kind of like 
very kind of um, emotive yeah. mood for the day. Yeah. Whereas if you listen to a really happy song, it might change. You. And then actually, when you realise it, it sounds really obvious, but I was like, God, I never really thought of that. But it does, it is kind of true. Oh, when I, I have cut-off points yeah. where I'm like, no, I can't listen to any sad music yeah. today. Like or when like, I got the Adele on the go, like, oh, that's yeah. it. I mean, I'm just literally <laughs> like... But sometimes you do need that. Though. Like, so, for example, when I've wanted, I don't know about you, but when I've wanted to feel something, like, yeah. you know, sometimes you really do just need to have a good cry or a yeah. good feel. Music really helps with that, doesn't it? What, what, what would you go and listen uh, to? Would it be, would be whacking on one of Tom's tunes on or a different, <laughs> different kind of song? No, what would you listen to if you really wanted to, like, reflect and, you know, You know what? Well, one that doesn't make me... Well, ones that make me feel, there's, amazing, there's an amazing band called um, The Head and the Heart, mm. who uh, then the, the male singer of that has also got his own album, which is Every Feeling on Loop, that's mm. the, the album. And they really make me sob. Um, however, one that's a bit more centering is, um, for me, the XX. Mm. Uh, so their first album, as soon as the first, um, you know, a little bit of like the first eight, like a few bars, yeah. it just kind of, mm. it just kind of sent the grounds me in a way. Mm. Mm. And it does, it's, it's... Is that intro? Is that, do you mean that one? Yeah, that, yeah. Like, and actually songs, when I was yeah. in 222, um, on stage there's a part where um, the character says, play to Alexa, play Jenny's dinner party playlist, and that comes on. And usually things like that, especially, you know, it's quite heightened. Yeah. Um, I think I was petrified the whole run. Um, however, that's become the album. Because it was Jenny's music, I listened to that quite a lot. And actually now, it is, it is, it's an album that just kind of makes me go, ah. You feel kind of at peace with it. Yeah. It's amazing how music does do that. I mean, I listened to uh, Des Island Discs, and particularly when Kirsty Young was kind of yeah. posting it, and it really amazed me that no matter what people's kind of story was of what their lives and who they were and what things happened, music was a common thread in most lives, that it, it had some sort of meaning for most people. There were yeah. songs that meant something in some way yeah. that were really important to people, to the point where like, a lot of people do cry. I mean, and you listen, oh, yeah. yeah, and you think, Wow, it just shows, isn't it? Music, storytelling really is what music does. It's Absolutely. so important to us. And then there's something euphoric about being at a gig and having pe like something that you've found so personal, mm. having that played out loud and everyone singing along. Like going to Coldplay, we've taken, we took our two eldest to see them last year. And actually they love the music, but being there, just like everyone just singing their hearts out. Mm. It's so beautiful, so beautiful for everyone to kind of know we know that this is your music that you might have those moments too but let's do that as a collective and make it like a really empowering thing that's special um, so, yeah, it's it is a bit music has a, an ability to connect people and bring yeah. people together and to define moments doesn't it yeah and thing. also a lot of songs and um, music it might help us in some way vocalise the things that we can't address or the that's things so that we can't true. you'll hear a lyric and yeah. that is what will break you yeah you know um, there's one uh, lyric at the moment that I, I kept singing on loop and being like, where is it from? And it's literally, nobody knows the trouble we're in. But the way that it's sung, it's like, because you, people f f see one thing, then actually no one knows what's really going on behind yeah. closed doors and everything like that. So it is, it's, I think lyrics are just, yeah, so powerful. They, yeah, really powerful. And in a very similar way, in a segue, yes. podcasting. Go on, segue. Yeah, yes. segue into podcasting, because... <laughs> Podcasts um, have an almost similar sense of being able to really capture and land with people. And I, 
And I often wonder why. I mean, you know, I'd say that in the nicest way, you're the, one of the veterans of, of podcasting with your, with your podcast. I'm old. I'm you're not old, but you're... <laughs> in podcast terms, you're a veteran. <laughs> well, what's interesting with that is that, so um, I'd written Happy Mother Baby, yeah. and that come off the back of yeah. me doing a lot of fiction yeah. and wanted to do it. And then I'd been on a book tour, and I'd seen the effects that those conversations yeah. were having. Like, I, it wasn't a how-to manual. It wasn't someone going, this is how you're going to bring up your kid and everyone's going to be happy. It was me kind of going, let's chuck everything at it. And this is the good, the bad, you know, the ugly, the highs, the lows. And then because I'd seen that effect, I didn't want it to just end. Um, I wanted to keep scooping people up because we all know when it comes to like TV shows, books, films, everything has its moment. And the majority of the time it moves on, life moves on. And I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts at the time. Uh, the Guilty Feminist, Control-Alt-Delete. And I just thought, actually, what if we have it as a podcast? Because there's something really special that happens when you've got people in your ears. Like, it feels so intimate. But the, obviously, with the podcast, it's about other people rather than just me going on about myself all the time. So, um, however, I also do think one thing that I was very aware of early doors is that I am used to sharing things that might be like might be deemed more personal and oversharing but that doesn't mean that the guests necessarily will like Emma Willis is a, like a great friend of mine and I asked her to come and do the pilot and she was like oh gee you know yes I struggle and yes it's hard but I've got a supportive husband I've got a house over my head I've got supportive parents you know now how how can I go and um, you know share that like share that struggle? And I was like, well, that's it, doesn't it? Isn't it? Because it doesn't actually matter what you have or where you are in life. There are so many things that actually unite us in that struggle. You know, all the work that you do with mental health and stuff. It's the same thing. Um, you know, uh, so I think talking about it. Uh, is well, it's really almost that lyric you said about that lyric where like you don't know what's going on behind yeah. things like people can look at things and one of the, there's two it's a two ways that if you're someone and people look at your life think your life's perfect but inside you're really struggling yeah that affects you but also when you're the people looking at other people's lives thinking well they got it all together look yeah. how fantastic they're juggling this that and the other and perfect life in reality like it, it's not the case most of the time we put too much on each other I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves yeah. the, the podcasters the premise is incredible and the, the, I think the, the, the I was looking at like the things like your the downloads the reviews the people's commentary the, the yeah. kind of following that you have I think um, you know reflects how important people find the podcast what what are the kind of biggest things that come out of those conversations in kind of common threads and topics so, so anyone that's not listened to the podcast and obviously say please do go and have a listen yeah. head straight over and have a listen what are the big kind of topic lines that perhaps have surprised you that have come out that have seen you've seen them seeded throughout the conversations yeah. you've had you know um definitely a sense of we're all just making up as we go along and that we're trying our best um that no one actually has it all together or that if their child's sleeping maybe another area is proving to be tricky um there's a, i feel like in in, in parenthood it's a massive shift in life you know massive life shift that i don't think you're really prepared for and um and it can be really overwhelming and it can bring up a load of different things um but it's also a leveler like it doesn't actually matter you know who you are there are certain things that all of us will go through um and i've just you know what i feel like we've created a safe space for people that come on and i'm always blown away with the things that they share you know, so largely I'll do research, I'll do all my research, I'll know what 
they might come up with because we have a really sort of strict format really yeah, sure. um although if someone takes me off somewhere i'll follow that um but and i'll know loosely where it might go but sometimes even i'm stunned by how deeply someone might talk about mm. something and how much detail and because i want the i want that door to that conversation to be open but i also don't want to push someone through it yeah. so you know so when you've got people on talking about miscarriage or baby loss or you know fertility issues or um you know maternal mental health i just feel lucky to be able to give people that space to to chat and how does the audience respond to that what, what do you see in here is it is it, do people find that and i'm, I'm kind of saying this because i i suspect people find that helps give some sense of not being alone yeah. but are people surprised to, initially when the podcast are people surprised to hear those conversations because a lot of things traditionally like for example with mental health we often don't talk about so yeah. suicide is a word people oh, we don't want to talk about that yeah has that changed and the same the for baby loss you know people, yes. it's people almost like oh, i don't want to talk about that because if i talk about it then it's like it's tempting fate but actually that's nonsense um and uh i think the difference is that we're used to seeing people because we have a mixture of people that might be high, high profile and people that just have a great story that i think you know be, will be interesting to people and i think the difference is we're used to seeing people on daytime tv sofas or on nighttime chats whatever that is and they get a five minute slot and usually they're talking about something else mm. so they're there and they're talking about motherhood in a way that's oh it's great it's amazing because they want to get off their private life and talk about something else because they don't know how talking about it quickly is going to be misconstrued Whereas with a podcast, it's long form, you know, you don't, you're not rushing someone to kind of get through that thought because you've got to go to an ad break because your sponsors have paid. Mm. You know, you're just letting people chat. Mm. Um, so I do think that that's, that's had a massive effect on people opening up and therefore people listening to it have heard the whole conversation. So then come to it with um, open minds. But so many people, you know, when it comes to things like miscarriage, we're told not to talk about being pregnant until we're 12 weeks you know until we're in the safe zone but if anything happens before that you need the people around you to yeah. lean on you know and, and miscarriages are really really common i mean it's it's because of, i think people don't talk about but it is really common isn't it yeah. and that doesn't it being common doesn't remove any of the pain which yeah, people will absolutely. feel about it i think sometimes we also confuse that don't think for a second that you, because you're cut up about it and upset about it for a long period of time, or that carries with you through your life. Mm -hmm. That that doesn't, you know, that there's no invalidation by the fact that it happens to other people. Yeah. But it it is, you know, I worked in an obs and gynae unit for a period of time as a junior doctor, and I did find that as an observation quite interesting. That the conversation around that was really, people almost felt shame because when you take an obstetrics history you say you know um as as you know you, you know you ask about the past obstetric history gynecological yeah. history and when you ask about things like miscarriages um it almost feels like this i almost sense some sense of shame from people yeah. and that used to make me really quite sad i was like why why is that mm. and from your perspective and you know all the conversations you've had why do you think people do feel either shame or is it the fact we don't talk about it? Is it society's view of what that we is? We don't talk about it, and I do think it's something that's kind of part. Well, we do now, thank you, to, to your well, podcast, yeah. of course. But, and, yeah. and I think, um, but I do think it's something that's part, and only actually once you open up to people, will people go, oh, I've had a miscarriage, or parents. And actually, the fact that it's talked about more, like I've had people that have been affected by it 20 years ago, but the fact that it's being talked about now helps them not heal but feel heard and feel seen um you know especially conversations around baby loss and things like that like 
that the, those dreams being snatched never leaves you, you know. Um, so I do, I, yeah, there is, there is so much stigma around it, I guess. And, um, and, I, and I do think have, the more conversations that are around them, do you think this, um, I'm just thinking in terms of like, you know, the health service and the mm. NHS stuff. Is there changes, you know, that you think could be made or areas to work on to help specifically with that? You know, so I've think, only been in the process. Yeah. I worked in there for four months, so I might have a limited yeah. experience. I just wonder what your thoughts are. So, what, what's difficult is that there obviously different trusts have different things in place. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because the people in charge or the people that are able to make those changes. It depends what they've been affected by mm -hmm. um, in terms of putting those in place, but making sure that even, you know, people that have to terminate for medical reasons, making sure that they're not put in the same place mm. as people that are just maybe having abortions yeah. because they don't want to have a baby, yeah, you know, well, for yeah, different reasons. reasons. And I yeah. think if you're looking at where those people that are bereaved are going through those experiences, making sure they're in a place that is right for them, mm -hmm. that, you know, they don't have crying babies around them, that they aren't put in the mix with other people that are just, you know, um, able to go through the pregnancy journey unaware of everything else that other people are going through. So I think there's things like that should be put in place. And I think they are, you know, bereavement rooms and things like that are in place. And actually, someone was saying to me this week on the trek, actually, because um, she's training to be a midwife, and actually where they start is in the bereavement area a lot. Um, because, and I think it's also, to make sure that those midwives, especially this was this person's um, experience, to make sure that they realise that that is a huge part of oh, the job. Yeah. Uh, and actually you can't uh, ignore it, you can't avoid it. Um, yes, you are going to be dealing with life and that's an amazing thing, but you're also going to sadly be, be um, you know, having to mm. experience mm. death within that. Well, thank you for sharing that. And of course, we'll leave support um, links in the show notes. Is there anywhere that you'd advise anyone? Tommies, Tommies are amazing. Um, and they do a lot of uh, research and things into stillbirth. I've, done, I, I've, I've been to uh, see some amazing talks uh, from the doctors um, there that are doing amazing like, research into why it happens and helping women, um, you know, in subsequent pregnancies as well after multiple losses and things. Um, so they're an amazing charity, uh, but also pandas for any parents that are struggling are really, really great as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'd love to ask you about the what you think 
or how important you think the early years are in terms of young you know, child development? Because I know that you've been working with the Royal Foundation. You, of yeah. course, had uh, the Prince of Wales on, uh, your, on your podcast, which is incredible. That must have been an amazing oh, moment. Absolutely incredible. incredible. Yeah. Um, why is it so important that we think about that kind of zero to five, those early years? You know, why is it as a society do we need to care about that time so much in, in your experience as, as a parent, but also you know, from what you've seen and heard, the conversations, the yeah. work you've done? I think it'd be really great just to kind of dig into that a little well, bit. Well, I think one line that the Princess of Wales said to me that always goes round and round in my head is, if I knew then what I knew now, and she's referring back to, if I knew then in pregnancy what I know now, I would have done things differently. And it's because, basically, you're, you're a doctor, so it would be different. You'll, you'll know this in a more medical way. But the neurological paths that are formed, the pathways, they're so informative. Like, our brains are like sponges. And the amount that we take in is huge. And it lessens, actually, after five years. You know, you're still absorbing lots, but yeah. that first five years from conception to five years a sponge, is so yeah, a, sponge. a literal giant yellow sponge that drops <laughs> exactly, into water exactly exactly and that literally informs every decision that you make going on um and that has massive effects you know on our mental health everything and uh and what the shaping us campaign really highlights which i love is how we look at that as a community mm. so how do we support parents to make sure that they're able to you know give their children the best that they come into their children without you know all the stress and life does bring stress we know that that you can't go through life and not have an element of stress but how can we support parents that they are making decisions that are, that are great for their family um, and making sure they don't feel alone and a lot of that is looking at mental health and how we can support people um, going forward so I, I love the because I think we know the whole it takes a village thing mm. But so many of us, like both of us, aren't living where our, where our families are or where we grew up. We're not, we don't have that village in the same way that we used yeah. to. So it's looking at what communities are now, you know. Where is your local community? How can you lean on that? How can, how can that support you? How can you support others within your community? And I, and I love the idea of bringing that community back. Yeah. I think it's so important. Yeah. And so much, of course, of the, of the campaign is about thinking how you can support families and society, especially families that need our support the most, yes. to support them to have the best opportunity for the whole family to grow yeah. uh, and to grow with health and to ta help tackle challenges. You know, and, 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 and thinking about it in both ways in terms of that development as well is that often in the first five years you can spot so much as well that might things that might need support. A good example, again, I relate to often you think of things in your own life because that's often what you relate to and yeah. um, you know I know as an adult now as a late diagnosis of ADHD in my 30s I didn't sleep for the first two or three years of my if you ask my mum I didn't sleep no matter what she did I wouldn't sleep one of the strongest retrospective symptoms you can look for ADHD is babies that don't sleep really with almost with, with like no obvious other reason they just won't sleep and of course in the ADHD brain the brain is developing differently to those that are neurotypical and part of that is that the sleep unfortunately is extremely poor and yeah. it's very very common for those with with ADHD so if you have that understanding research and, and focus on that area perhaps we can support things earlier as well you know I perhaps could have been spotted in the first few years of life, you know, yeah. at five rather than 30 yeah. something years old. So, I mean, I, I think it's amazing work. And yeah, I, I think all the stuff that you're doing is, is absolutely incredible, to be honest. Like you really are 
You're a good person, you know. <laughs> You're a good person. Don't because I haven't cried yet this podcast, so... <laughs> we'll, we'll avoid the tears. And as we come to the end of uh, part three, we're going to do our health fact of the week at the moment, where we both read the fact and react to it. I've not seen it. Okay. We'll just read and react. Okay. But just before we get there, I'd just love to ask you, just a bit of a fun question, really. Of all the things you've done in your life, I'm talking probably kind of work and career and things, what's the, what's the thing that you've had the most joy from or especially if it's perhaps something you didn't expect to get so much yeah. uh, joy from because you have done so much yeah and so much we haven't talked about we need another stomp cast app to do the rest <laughs> yeah. of it is no, there something what? that springs to mind i well you're you're I, it's all about when you ask these questions and right now you're off the back of a massive trek um and it has to be the weeks yeah. that i give to these treks That's every amazing. year because I know what they do for the trekkers, but I also know what they do for me and how healing they are for everyone who goes on them. The way that it's able to give people that space to lean in, to support each other. It's like, it's something with real meaning. And the first time I started working with Copperfield, Chris asked me to be a digital boob ninja because, you know, it's about using your platforms for good. Now, and I was always a bit like, well, obviously, because if you're not doing that with these platforms that we've created, it's self-indulgent drivel. Mm. There's only so many selfies you can take, yeah. you know? And actually you've got that, you're able to do good and to spread things that will save lives. So for me, yeah, the treks are the thing that gives a lot of life meaning, I would oh, say. I think that's a, a beautiful, beautiful example. Let's do our health fact of the week, shall we? I'm going to dig I'm into my uh, uh, notes. Um, I, these, I don't have, literally have no idea have what it is. So, some, well, <laughs> I kind of do a bit of that as we go through. <laughs> okay. and then, like, if it sounds a bit like the look, the great thing is the team put the um, link to the research or whatever oh, it is good. in there. Some of it's tenuous links, which we deliberately say is a tenuous <laughs> link and fun. We shall give a nod if it is the case. Because I do believe anything. A 12-year-old oh, no, told we, me we the shall make sure. Okay, health fact of the week. Babies are born with a natural instinct to be underwater. Parents are encouraged to take their babies to swimming classes even as young as five months old as they have a reflex called the laryngeal reflex, which prevents water going into the airways. This kicks into action when a baby feels water on their face, nose or throat. So when they go underwater, their airways are protected. Of course, you must always take your baby swimming with professional assistance as you have to gently introduce them to water before submerging them. But who knew being a water baby was a human instinct? It's true, yes. it's the, like the mammalian uh, reflex and instinct with, uh, with water. It is incredible. My, my goddaughter, Cara, I've got a tattoo my arm because I've got a tattoo of her name on there, of course, as you do as a goddad. I was very excited <laughs> and proud. She's one years old now. Um, she, her mum, Emma, loves swimming and from a very young age has taken Cara to the pool and they go every single week and yeah. it still blows my mind seeing her in the water. I'm like, oh my gosh. And we went to the pool once, all three of us with a dad as well. And she's like, watch this and just like puts her into the water. I was like, <laughs> I was there literally diving across the water to catch her and she's just like floating away and off she goes. It's, it's, it's kind of it's crazy. It's absolutely amazing. It? Nature is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So we've done that with all three actually. And that first time that you're going to plunge them under the water to push them through, yeah. your heart kind of goes. But they pull this face, it's kind of, well, my youngest actually was constantly smiling. But he pulls his face, you can see that the throat is shut yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. but there's massive grin. Um, Did you feel it was a part of you like, what am I doing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Although even um, knowing that, so, yeah. so I've done um, two water births actually. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing about that is that when they're out, they are fine yeah. until they come up. Yeah. Once they're up and they've taken that first breath, it's a difference. You keep them up. 
Um, so I find, I, I find it all fascinating. Isn't nature amazing? Well, yeah. on that wonderful note, um, thank you so much for coming on, the, on the Stompcast. It's, a, it's amazing. You're, you're a really inspiring person. Mm. I really enjoy this walk. Thank you for taking us on such a beautiful wander, really. Thank you very much. Um, everyone, make sure you go and head over. Check out, well, any of the many books, <laughs> I'd say. Choose your pick. You've got literally a catalogue uh, now uh, of, of books you can, you can check out. But please do. I think the key things for me, like, please do. Go to the website for Copperfield. Do your checks uh, regularly. Don't be afraid to have those difficult conversations. There's great support and things, charities out there. You know, whether you're a mum, whether you've gone through baby loss and so on, please don't feel alone. Head to um, G's podcast and, you know, get the kind of support that you need. Well done, everyone. We'll say thank you very much. Take care and goodbye. Thank you very much. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.